1: Thank you for downloading this podcast from the Financial Times. We value your feedback. Please go to ft.com slash listen and fill out a short survey for a chance to win a pair of Bose acoustic noise cancelling headphones.
0: The FT. Welcome once again to Hard Currency, the FT's podcast which takes a weekly perspective on the themes and events that are shaping the FX market. I'm Roger Blitz, and this week we welcome Steve Barrow of Standard Bank, head of G10 Strategy and someone who's opined on the FX market for three decades. Steve, welcome. In the week that a protester threw confetti on ECB President Mario Draghi, you've been throwing a bucket load of considerably more pungent stuff on the central bank with a pretty damning note you wrote on the euro entitled, Losing Faith. Give us a a sense of why you are losing faith on the euro.
1: Yeah, so I think it's not just a question of where the currency is going, although it has been going down and it is probably going to continue to go down. It's also a a question of how much is the euro used and loved by various people that have to transact foreign exchange. And I think there's a couple of senses that that love is departing quite substantially. Mm -hmm. Take the equity market, for instance. We know from Economic data and and financial market data that there's quite a lot of interest in European equities. European equities are very high levels. A lot of foreign investors uh, really like uh, European equities, but they just don't like the euro. And if you look at the inflows (laughs) that are coming into European equities, they're Mm -hmm. coming into ETFs, exchange traded funds that primarily hedge the euro. And that's unusual because, you know, going back over my (laughs) 30 years or so, equity investors generally have tended to to take the currency risk, but now they don't want the euro risk. There's yeah. another sense as well. Central banks, for instance, uh, we know again from the economic data and financial data that uh, the proportion of reserves that central banks are holding in euro has actually been declining really quite significantly in the last few years. That's not necessarily been going into the dollar. It's been going into other currencies as well. But again, maybe a slight sense there that central banks are losing faith.
0: And how much is this induced by... Brexit fears, which are really starting to ramp up again, is this why you are losing faith?
1: Well, I think that is part of the reason, but I think it's a broader sense. I think it's a more more structural development, perhaps. Part of it is also competition. I mean, increased competition, for instance, from China in terms of using the renminbi as a, an international currency. So we have that to bear in mind. But on the eurozone front. Um, I think that if you look at the data, it does tend to suggest that um, this use of the euro in whatever form is tending to decline. And I I think it's obviously caused to some extent by... Greek exit, But I think it's also other structural issues in the euro. Not having a single bond market, for instance, I think doesn't help the euro's cause.
0: Yes. What, what do you make of the rapid descent of the German Bund yield into uh, negative territory now? I mean, it's happening at a pace which presumably has taken youth by surprise.
1: Maybe not by surprise with respect to the quantitative easing uh, that the ECB is is doing. When you say that you're going to buy over a trillion euros worth of of bonds, most of those being sovereign bonds, then I think you impart quite a significant downward bias to yields. And I think it's something that's very much going to continue. I think 10-year yields in Germany will turn negative fairly soon probably go down to minus a quarter of a percent, perhaps. Um, So we could have pretty much the whole German yield curve below zero. And a lot of yield curves in other non-bailout countries uh, turn negative as well. And that opens up quite a significant yield gap between bunds on one hand, for instance, and US treasuries Mm. on the other. And that's something that's going to continue to propel the dollar
0: higher. But nothing in what Draghi says alters your view is there I mean obviously he has some reason to be positive some of the European data has been surprising on the upside he thinks recovery is on track he says there's no reason to change the stimulus plan you you wouldn't expect him to say otherwise
1: well no but it's improvement from what to what Mm -hmm. it's improvement from recession or near recession to growth, which is not going to be very much. If you look at the IMF, for instance, they still argue that potential growth in the Eurozone is quite some considerable distance below most other countries, one percentage point for instance below the US mm. so what we're not looking at here is some kind of lift off for the Eurozone economy into uh, you know, high growth and, and higher inflation sort of nirvana, what we're looking for is pretty much a sort of muddling along maybe similar to the sorts of growth that we've seen in Japan for quite some years where just when you thought that things were going to get better they suddenly didn't mm. and uh, and I, that's the future that I expect for the Eurozone so I do see is a struggle, is a muddle through, and that's going to keep the pressure on the currency. Are you in the
0: camp that says weak euro is really what's driving dollar strength? Because we've seen some pretty poor US economic data, retail sales and industrial productivity, both down this week. I mean, should dollar balls have pause for thought? Or can we actually start seeing the US economy pick up again now with the improved weather?
1: Well, I think the the economy will pick up. But the impact of that on the data is actually fairly limited. I mean, the relationship between growth and currencies is really not a very solid one Mm. at all. If we look to buy currencies of uh, the countries that were growing the fastest, then we'd be buying probably African currencies, and, and that's certainly not happening. So the relationship between growth and, and currencies is, is generally not very good. And indeed, perhaps the continued strength of the dollar and the continued weakness of the euro, in spite of the fact that data has been going in, in the sort of opposite direction on a month-on-month sort of basis, with the US data looking a bit soft and Eurozone data looking better, is just testament to the fact the growth doesn't really matter that much. What really matters much more is, my view, what the central banks are doing. The Federal Reserve is moving towards tighter policy. The yes. ECB, as Draghi stressed again yesterday, is going to continue with its plan of easing policy, and that's going to keep pushing the euro down.
0: Yes. What did you make of the IMF report? What was your takeaway from it? I mean, one particular aspect they're worried about is the exposure of corporate borrowers of the dollar. The consequence of the <clears> dollar going up... Which- Yes, we I mean, really factored in.
1: I, I think what the IMF is trying to do, and, and what the Bank of International Settlements very much the same, is to scare the living daylights out of people. Really? Deliberately, so that those that have borrowed dollars are forewarned that US interest rates are moving higher. They've already seen, of course, the dollar moving higher, and to make sure that those properly hedge uh, whatever exposures they need to do, because as the IMF warns, US interest rates particularly bond yields, perhaps, could conceivably move a bit higher. They warned, obviously, of a, of a sort of another taper tantrum, yeah. similar to 2013. My view is that with these sorts of warnings, with the Fed actually engaged on a very slow and gradual path towards higher rates, that in the end, it won't be as bad as the IMF is warning or the BIS is warning. In actual fact, it might be the very
0: opposite. But, but the BIS says it's $9 trillion. That's the level. So that's not to be disputed.
1: No, it's very substantial. Uh, it's very substantial, particularly uh, with respect to China.
0: And that's going to go up. Um,
1: that number. And that number is probably, uh, yes, going to, to go up. So we have to obviously be aware uh, and watch out to see uh, whether those that have borrowed dollars have hedged themselves properly and are not exposed as the dollar gets stronger and as particularly perhaps as, as US interest rates go up. So it is a danger. But if someone keeps warning you, that you need to do something, then hopefully people will listen to that, they will respond, and that when the action actually comes, meaning higher US interest rates, that the reaction is not that bad. Interestingly enough, if you look back at a, a graph, for instance, of the dollars movements against major currencies and the US interest rate cycle, what do you actually find? You find that when the Fed tightens, the dollar goes down. Yes. And that's probably what's going to actually happen again. Because the market responds in advance of the start of the cycle and then once the cycle starts positions tend to get adjusted and those that thought that the dollar was going to get dramatically stronger as the tightening cycle takes off start to see that it's not they get out of their positions or exposures uh, and the dollar actually tends more often than not to weaken when the Federal Reserve starts to raise rates. But I don't think they'll raise rates till September. So that's an issue for, for later we in the will, year. We
0: will talk about that many times between now and then. Thank you to my guest, Stephen Barrow of Standard Bank. That's it from Hard Currency for this week. Until next week, keep reading all the latest currency analysis and news on our website, ft.com slash FX. And if you have a view on the FT's podcast like this, we'd love to hear from you. Would you be so kind as to go to ft.com forward slash listen? There's a wonderful prize in there, a noise-canceling set of headphones, if you uh, were so tempted. Uh, But we'd generally like to hear your views about what you think on podcasts. Thanks again for listening. See you again next week. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts.